Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Court from the Strength Shop in Boone, Iowa. Welcome to the show, Court. How are you today? I'm good. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have you here to learn more about the Strength Shop, who you are, what you do, all the fun details that can be helpful for our listeners here. But before we kind of dive down that path, give me a little bit of background, um, a brief background, I guess, of what it was that led to you going and opening up the Strength Shop. So I've been active in the fitness uh weightlifting world for roughly about 35 years um started started training when i was roughly about 15 years old originally in a mom and pop little gym i cut my teeth in and kind of got my feet under me um fast forward the last 20 20 plus years i worked as a formulation chemist for um, a large chemical company um about two and a half three years ago i found out my position was being transferred um, to another part of the state. Um, I didn't really want to move. My family was established where I was mm-hmm. and just happened to be at the exact same time the main gym I was training at um, told us they're closing their doors. So unsure what I was going to do. Um, I always wanted to open a gym. Um, didn't know if it you know, was going to be this soon. Um, but um, speaking with my wife and so forth, we decided, decided to take the leap. And uh, we decided to open the strength shop. We opened in um, December of 19, right before the pandemic hit. So that was a great timing. And uh, we've been rough open for roughly three years since then. And it's, it's been overall a great experience. I love it. And I think it's, you know, congratulations to you for, you know, acting on that goal, right? You said you'd always wanted to have a gym. And so props to you for actually making it happen. Cause I think just like as humans, there's so many of us that are like, Oh, we want to do this. We wanted to do this our whole life. And then we never act on it. So you acted on it. Um, and, and that that's led to you, you to where you're at now with the strength shop, you guys got two locations. Yeah. Uh, so something, yeah, we just, something we just happened, opened, right? yeah, we just opened a second location three weeks ago. So we're still yeah. trying to get off and going, but yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so give us your best elevator pitch of the strength shop. Kind of help us understand the business model. Obviously, both locations are vastly different. So help us understand here. Yeah, so so our original location is a um, now primarily a weightlifting a weightlifting mecca. Um, to kind of describe, we have we have a, we have we have it's a fully loaded gym. It's a in the 35 years I've been lifting commercial gyms, um, mom and pop gyms or whatever, it's probably the best equipped gym I've ever been at or trained at in, in my time. Um, we're just about 6,000 square feet, but we are we have probably um, about 50, 50 pieces of life fitness machine in there. Um, we have um, fully, fully equipped for like powerlifting, squat racks, deadlift platforms, combo racks, and so forth. We have people, um, we have some people that drive 45 minutes away just to train at our facility. Nice. Um, it's a little, it's a little different environment than most of your gyms you'll find. Um, music can be really loud. <laughs> um, 
Um, there's shock flying a lot of times where a lot of gyms won't allow you to use shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's we have we have a handful of NPC competing bodybuilders. We have a handful of active competing power lifters, and then we have everybody in between. Um, our second facility is more of a um, I, I'm going to refer to it kind of as a CrossFit gym. That's kind of the the style of gym it was before. It was a gym prior to us buying it. Mm-hmm. And um, COVID, the COVID pandemic hit, and it kind of ruined their business model. And um, they were really successful before the pandemic, and pandemic just crushed them. Yeah. And um, so the owners needed out, wanted out, and we just saw it as an opportunity for us to expand and um, and increase our footprint where we were. So yeah. um, we took that leap. Like I said, about three weeks ago, we've opened that. Um, we offer our instructional classes and so forth there. And um, then when there's not class going on, it's just an open open gym facility also. Both, gotcha. facil- both facilities are 24 out, 24 seven um, with the key, with the key access. Okay. So we have kind of two sides to the business here. We have, you know, your mom and pop open model gym, come in, use the equipment, get in a good leg day, head home. And then we have the other side of the business where you guys are doing group fitness classes. Um, and, and so what I find that's really neat about that is you can really market to anybody. Um, you can help really anybody because there are people that thrive in that do-it-yourself environment. And then there are many people who, who do not thrive in that environment who would do better in this group training kind of model. Um, do you guys offer uh, personal training at all? Is that part of your business model? So, yes, we do have, um, so we don't offer it personally. So um, we do have personal trainers that train clients at our gym, um, but they are a third a third party. Um, I, at this point, have not gotten into that. Um, we, so is the gym making any money from that? From the personal training, no, the, only thing, the, only, the only requirement I have is that both parties have memberships. So that's, okay. the, only, that's the only requirement I have on um, anybody t- training. Okay. Do you think that there is a better way for you to do that so that the gym kind of the gym, the trainer and the client benefits? Um, I don't know. At this time, at this time, I'm going to say it's a very small piece. Um, we, we live, um, boom, we're about 14,000 people. So that's the, that's the other piece to kind of remember we're a pretty small town and the personal training aspect within the gym is small. It's a very small percentage. And uh, just being in the, the, the fitness industry, you know, active in it, I know the normal, the give and take and so forth. And I just just didn't want to dirty my hands in that and um, mm-hmm. be taken away from the trainers. I know the trainers that do it, they're going to have a hard enough time already with oh, yeah. getting the clientele and getting money. Um, so I just didn't want to be a part of that and like be, be taken away from. Yeah, I got you. Um, but it, um, it helps me on that. And then. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Um, I think for a lot of trainers, like they get their certification and then like 
we've already talked about this off air, but like the business side is not something that comes easy to us. I mean, if we're fitness people, generally we're not business people. So it can be a struggle for them to really kick off and get their business going. So you're kind of doing them a favor right now by just like, Hey, you know, you, all you have to have is a membership and your, your client has to have a membership and you can use their space. And so that's really nice of you, you know, as a business owner, um, I do think an, an, there is an area of opportunity there that, that you could help the trainers and um, the business, like you could help your business if you guys were to push personal training, like maybe advertise it or whatever. Hey, we have personal training. And then like, maybe you could take a percentage of the client that you're feeding to them or something like that. Um, because a lot of times people like when they're looking for gyms, they're not necessarily looking for personal training, but they could benefit from it. So if we can like hand them that, um, it's a area of opportunity for us in our business. And I have a CrossFit facility and I never would have thought, Hey, I should do personal training in the very beginning. But once I started doing it, I saw that there was people that wanted it. So, <laughs> yep. um, okay. I see that, but, and I just funnel them to mm -hmm. the personal trainers and, um, the personal trainers on the on the, the back end will do me like I'll have members that want to just like an in, introductory to all the machines and equipment. Mm -hmm. I have uh, there's a couple personal trainers that hey throw my way off. I'll give them an hour session for free. Um, take them through, show them how to use the equipment. So I mean they do help me out. Um, Sweet. but yeah, I just. I think we all have to start somewhere like, right. You've only been doing this for like three years and I'm sure a lot of the trainers that you have are fairly new to the industry as well. So, um, it's, it's like you, you figure things out as you go and that's working for you right now. Um, so kind of to flip the switch here over to the membership side, how does the membership work? Like, do you have like one standard membership gives you access to the gym, gives you access to the group training, or are there different kind of like levels to the memberships? So, so we do, um, we have, we do have some different types of memberships, but mostly based on age, right? We have a student membership that's a reduced rate. And then we have just an adult rate. And then we do have a senior rate. Um, we do just do a month to month, um, no contract for, and that's probably 95% of our business. Um, there's no cancellation fees. There's um, nothing used to come in. It's a month-to-month -month, um, thing, which, as, again, being in the – I hated cancellation fees when I was at other gyms. And my thinking is, if you don't want to be at my gym, I don't want the negative – you know, you don't, I don't want to keep you at my gym. I don't want to be negative. Um, so I just – if you don't want to be there, you can just be done. And, um, and that has hurt me and helped me. Um, I get a lot of people – and through our, our area, I get a lot of people coming through. They'll stop in, maybe get a one or two month membership at a time, and then they're gone. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of paperwork, I guess, or a lot of um, work on the front end or whatever, you know, sign them up, and then they're here for a month or two. But it does give me a lot of memberships I don't think I would normally get in the long run. And you get a lot of people come and go, come and go, come and go, start and stop. Um, but again, compared to the, the other gyms closest to me, I think because there is no cancellation fees, there is no contract, I think that we do lure them to our gym where they might go somewhere else otherwise. Um, and then, yeah, that's, and then we do have, if you want to pay up front for a year, we do have a discounted, a discounted year for all of those parties also. Um, okay. 
and that probably makes up two or three percent of our member membership. Um, I'd say again, the most, the majority, ninety-five percent is that month to month, um, because they know if I decide not to go next month, I can just be done and cancel. Yeah. Do you think that, um, or or does the membership give you access to both locations or just one? So it does currently. Um, so that's that's the part I'm I'm trying to figure out right now. The the members the gym we just purchased, um, it was, a, and I'm going to say CrossFit really loosely. It was a CrossFit style gym, kind of more more or less. And her her memberships, and you're only allowed to go in there for class. Um, you could go to, um, let's I'd say her her biggest membership was about ten or eleven classes a month, and it was for a single person was $175 a month. That's, that's roughly five times what I, four times what I charge. And right now I've brought that gym on and it's just included. There's no increase in prices um, or anything. So I've kept my price and that's the part I've been trying to figure out and deal with myself. Um, so I want to keep it a good value for the people in the community and so forth. But I got a big, a big new expense I need to figure out. Yeah. So I'm hoping to increase my membership to um, at least um, pay for itself, but um, but that's something I need to address and we need to look at in the future. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like, I want you to know, I think the idea of increasing membership prices, it's scary. I right. Think Especially in like today's times. Yeah. Um, like I spoke earlier, I got I got people that drive 45 minutes away, so it's already come up the gas prices that they're they're paying. You know, I hear it. Um, I've lost probably. I'm right next to a college town, so I live about 15 miles away from Iowa State University. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar with the, like Iowa State Cyclones or whatever, um, but I got probably 25 kids that come over there, come over from the university and train in our facility, and I've lost about three of them just because of gas prices and. Um, you know, they're driving back and forth. It's a added expense on them right now. So, and they got a roughly a free gym at the university if they want to use it. Um, mm -hmm. So when you add up the total cost, it would cost them with gas and so forth. Some of them have just elected not to, not to come any longer. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, um, you know, there's always going to be some people that just ultimately can't afford our services. But at the end of the day, like if the value is there, people are going to pay. Um, if they if they feel like they could get the most value at your facility, even if you do have to raise your prices, like they're going to continue to pay. Um, and I think that like for me personally, in when we first took on this gym that I, you know, ran, the membership was only $125 a month and we had 10 classes a day, 10 classes per day. And the membership was only 125 and it was really scary, but we rose the prices to 149 initially. And then after a few months, we raised them from 149 to 199 and that's what the membership cost is now. And we really didn't lose many people. Um, a small handful out of 350 clients, maybe a small, small handful that left because of the price increase. But at the end of the day, our value is there. People were seeing, getting results with us. So why would they want to leave, you know? Yeah. And, it, and I don't know, I don't know for sure what town you're in. It's just, it's like, it's a hard one for me. It's, uh, um, 
No, I get it. As we're living post-COVID, like we're living in a really expensive world. Like the gas is high right now. People's rent is through the roof. I live in central Florida. People are paying like $2,500 a month for rent. Yeah. My daughter lives in LA. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of through her know, kind of know what things, you know, cost. And the other thing is um, we, we sell supplementation at our gym. Um, I guess I didn't bring that up earlier, but we have, we have pretty, we carry about five, six, seven different lines of supplements. Um, so those prices have really risen on me in the last, um, actually for the last year and a half, two years, um, every time I place an order with one of my companies, it seems like the prices went up and I've tried to eat them. Um, if, if you come to our gym again, um, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty friendly guy and I have a hard time, the money, being the business guy, like I have a hard the, the money making part is hard for me when I consider everybody a friend. So like my supplement prices are like, they'll usually be anything on the internet um, and so forth. So I don't, I don't make much money on the supplements. It's more of a service. Um, I, I enjoy, and I take a lot of supplements. So I have them there for myself. And then I have them there for, um, for my um, members also to take. But so I've been eating a lot of the price increases on my own. Like if I can absorb them, I have been. And, uh, but I just noticed it there also, right? I mean, just prices for everything are going up. And yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, a, it's a tough world to, to, that we're in right now, but I want to make sure we have time to ask a few more questions here on the podcast. And, you know, off air, we talked a little bit about some of your goals and you, um, you know, you told me you're really looking to increase your membership, get more clients in the front door. So I think, you know, that that's such a valuable topic for us because like 85% of people that are running a gym right now are in the same boat. Um, so what are you actively doing to get new bases in the front door of the gym? To be upfront and honest with you, um, and my, this is kind of my personal opinion, I'm running a kick-ass gym, but that's it. No marketing. I've never done any advertising. Um, I haven't, you know, we do, we run a Facebook page and an Instagram page that I'm pretty active with, um, posting, you know, training, uh, new equipment, but as far as actual, like, flat-out marketing and so forth, I've never done anything. Um, I said earlier, our community was behind us. Right, um, right well when we opened up and it's thank god continued um we set we set membership um goals and so forth for us earlier and we we've blown those out of the water um just to be upfront with you so so i have and we're in a, like said a pretty small town it's like the the word of mouth and so forth it's like everybody i think in town has to know of us and then i always look at like the the marketing dollars like the payoff for it. I just, in my, I just can't justify it. And, um, no, I get that. And I think, you know, if you, if you've had a decent look with word of mouth, like that feels pretty good. Um, you know, word of mouth is our favorite method of growth, like way to grow as a business owner, because it's free. So if we don't have to spend any money and we're, we're getting leads, it feels pretty good. But when it comes to predicting that growth, we really can't. There's no way for us to say, hey, this month we are going to bring in X amount of clients through word of mouth. We're going to have months where we bring in a ton and then months where it's really slow. 
Um, and so, you know, when it comes to advertising marketing in 2022, the number one way that business owners are growing, especially in this industry is utilizing social media. So what does your presence on social media look like? How are you reaching new faces? So um, we have a page on Instagram and then um, Facebook are our main two. And I just, we, uh, like we're, we have a pretty active, um, like I spoke earlier, a pretty active bodybuilder community, um, powerlifting. So um, we have some strong individuals at our gym, but, you know, posting their lifts um, on Instagram and Facebook and, um, and so forth like that. And I'm a, I'm a pretty active buyer if you watch on new equipment. Um, I bring new equipment in quite a bit. I try to keep the place fresh. And, you know, a lot of people are like, holy cow, you, you know, you've only been open, you know, every month you've got a new piece of equipment. I, went, I don't know. I just see that as staying kind of trying to stay with the times and keeping it new and, you know, for some pe people to, to trial and um, with the, especially with the younger, the younger crowd. Um, but that's kind of, it. that's kind of it, you know, I mean, yes. just, just the activity in the gym. I post a lot of, quite a bit of it. Um, a lot of the youth, you know, tag us and a lot of their, their, um, their activities in the gym. So just through that, it's kind of, I guess, kept us in the limelight or grown. Yep. Yeah. No, organic social media, like what you're doing, where you're sharing posts or your members are sharing posts about you and you're reposting them, whatever that acts kind of like word of mouth, but like a digital version of word of mouth, because it kind of spreads like our followers are going to see it. Their followers might see it if they share it. And it kind of spreads like that. Um, on Facebook, and Instagram specifically right now, a big thing that a lot of business owners are doing that I've seen, you know, people get some insane return on investment from is doing like ad campaigns. Is that something that you guys have tried yet or you're, you're opposed to trying? I have not. Um, and this is, this is, so this is, like I said, this is kind of all new to me. Um, um, our original facility, and I don't know how to do this, say this, we, we literally outgrew it. I mean, um, like I told you, we, we exceeded our, the membership goals that we had for ourselves. And the place, the place at night is too busy. <laughs> I don't know how, you know, I'm, I'm, when I'm there working, I'm, I'm having anxiety. I literally think I'm going to have a heart attack because there's too many people in there and you can't, you can't move. And, you know, I get members start complaining about it. And, um, and yeah, so that's, you know, like I've had people reach out, hey, I can increase your membership. So like, you know, right now at this place, I, I unfortunately, if you can guarantee they're going to come in like from noon to three, okay, I'll take more members. But, you know, everybody wants to show up in the evening. And I really was in a situation that if, in, in the evening, I can't handle any more members without making it uncomfortable for everybody. So I just, that hasn't been like, uh, necessity or uh, right yeah I mean I get that that it hasn't been a necessity especially with that first location but I mean you did tell me that you did want to grow the, right. so, the so, second location right yeah so our second location is empty all the time so this is where I need to figure um, I need to figure out how to get traffic over there mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to draw people over there because so right now especially if you go outside of classroom time we probably draw um, the other, the other 
16 hours that there's no class going on over there today, we probably draw a total of like 10 people over there. It's empty almost all the time. So that's so, is where you need to put your your like you need to put your focus over there to figure out what you can do to fill that up, um, even it Correct. out a little bit, right? Um, and that's you know that can be done um, a number of ways. Being that you do classes, there's so many people out there that would that would benefit from a class if they knew it even existed, right? People know of your business they know that you are a gym in your town but sometimes we just need to kind of dangle the hey we've got this boot camp or we've got this zumba class going if we can kind of dangle that in front of them entice them that could be you know uh and a good way to do that right now is is digitally since everybody's spending so much time on their computers on their phones post COVID. Right. And, and this is a problem i'm running into is we opened the second facility all the classes kind of run exactly coincide with when we're the busiest at our main gym. Um, and our classes, our classes are doing well. Like um, I just, our, our nighttime classes, we have a class like um, there's one from like five to six and then six to mm -hmm. seven. Each of those classes have about 15 people in them. So that, that's pretty good for us. And, but the only problem is we shut down that whole second facility when there's class going on. That whole second facility is shut down and you can only classes in there. Um, outside people aren't allowed to go in there and train during that class time. So at that same time, five to seven at our main facility um, is our busy time. And um, so we can't allow any spillover or anybody that, you know, wants to go to the other facility because there's class going on. So it doesn't really, it's not really helping me during my peak busy times. And that's you know that's what I was really hoping it would it would do. Um, it helped me in the aspect that we gained the classroom as far as room and equipment, so the people do have a little bit more room. The weightlifters to spread themselves out, but we still have we're still busy. You know, um, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, so I want to ask you one last question here. And that is, you know, in the past three years that you've been in business, what would be a piece of advice that you would share to somebody new to the fitness business? The best mousetrap. Um, like I, I spoke earlier, I'm always buying new equipment. Um, I think it's, I have some really nice commercial gyms that are 20 minutes away from me. Um, and I, and I get, a decent amount of the youth kids come over atmosphere atmosphere is one also you have right the right atmosphere um equipment and so forth the secondary have that right atmosphere that community um feeling and so forth in there and then um good equipment um, for people to train on not always broken down um you know top of the line or the new stuff that um, people want to try but those are the two big biggest things i would say um I don't know. We get a lot of people. I get a lot of people that through our area that just stopping through and I get numbers of emails, texts from them. Hey man, I've never been to a gym like yours before. I felt so at home. Um, the greatest gym I ever lived that at, you know, that stuff feels good. But um, is there any way you can open up one of these in my, where I live and they'll give me their addresses. And I was like, you know, maybe in the future we'll see, but you know, um, but yeah, that was what I would say. It's just the atmosphere, make it an inviting 
atmosphere, a good place to train. People feel welcome. Um, always kind of like cheers, like, you know, the bar, the old bar, where everybody knows your name. I would like that, but it's a gym. Um, that's yeah. the kind of atmosphere I've always shot for. Um, if you if you come to my gym, I have a when you come in, there's a big desk. I'm at that desk. You know, everybody's like, well, why don't you clean? Why don't you? And I got seven, eight people around the desk. And um, seriously, we, we talk fitness. We talk life. And that's my 90% of my night. I love it. Yeah. But that's what I do. That's that's what happens. There'll be yeah. some guy who'll stand at my desk for two hours and talk <laughs> to you, you know? Um, for so many people like the social part is like why they yeah. love going to the gym so um and especially like post-pandemic like for a lot of people they're working from home they don't get any face time with people so like going yeah, to the gym I, I, like, yeah I don't go to the bars or anything I mean the gym is my bar that's that's where I hang out and that's uh, love it. that's who I socialize with cool well where can we go court to find you guys online if we're interested if our listeners are interested in following your journey Yes, yeah, so our Instagram page is Strength Shop Boone. And then um, the same same name on Facebook. And those are our two main places where, we, where you'll find us. Um, the Strength Shop Boone. That's B-O-N-E for Boone. Perfect. I can't wait to go and find it online. Um, Thank you for being here today, Court. It was a pleasure learning about both of your um, locations. Um, but uh, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Inspiring Bodies in New Jersey, Beth Ann Hindshaw. How are you doing today? How are you doing, Dom? Thanks for having me on. I am excited to have you on, and I thank you for taking some time to be with us. Let's hop into it. Tell us what your business is all about, a true boutique of fitness and wellness offerings. Yes, we are a small uh, boutique studio, but we are in an entire home to do that. We offer one-on-one personal training and nutrition services, Um, so we customize uh, everything. So we deal with the client that's coming through the door. We meet them and find out everything that they're looking for. We learn about their life and we develop our training around that. And then um, meal planning, nutrition comes with that. Um, if they want to add that on or we're always talking about that. Um, yeah, so I, we, and everybody's in a separate room. So because it's a house, there's doors. So you're privately with your trainer and we're able to, that's the great part. We're able to build a great relationship with them. Fantastic. We're going to drop dive into some more details of that. There's already a lot to unpack going through my head here. 
But before we do that, we need to frame a reference. Um, this is a, an entire second career for you. You had a, a successful career outside of the fitness business and now have kind of worked towards incorporating some stuff. But give us that background, and the, the history. Yeah, so I've been around a while. So um, in 1988, I actually, my husband and I um, rented a space to build a beauty salon. I was in the beauty business, um, you know, cosmetology, and we built a, um, inside a small location, a salon, which the funny part is, is it's actually right next door to my current location to where I am now. So I kind of came full circle. Um, so I had the salon business and that grew. I moved to another location um, in White House. And when I was in the business, probably 15 years ago into that business, um, I started to make some drastic changes in my life, you know, transforming everything emotionally, mentally, um, had gotten pretty big uh, and growth in the salon business. Um, at one point, even had over 40 employees, um, wow. but was feeling a little burnt out. And so when I was going through my own transformation, it became a conversation behind the chair. Um, I also got into bodybuilding as a figure competitor. And at that time, you know, I was 40 years old um, at this later part of the trajectory of this. So um, it just became a topic of conversation. You know, people saw me changing uh, all the way across the board. And so I started inspiring bodies literally, literally on the computer, software, you know, doing training, sending uh, exercise plans to people, then became educated and certified in nutrition um, and started to do that online for about a year. And then I had clients coming to me, wanting me to train them. So I would get up early in the morning and, you know, do my training and then go train them and then go to my salon and then do it on my way home. And I did that for two years. Um, growing both business and I was already decided I was transitioning out of the other business. So um, I had a partner at the time at the end of that time. So I was in the process of selling that over to her and this just became my love. I just loved it. But people were quite shocked that I was leaving such a lucrative career to do a personal training business. Hmm. So I then um, would travel to people's homes and then, so I did that from, well, 2003, we started um, from 2005 to 2007, I was traveling to people's homes. And then in 2007, I opened my first studio, which was in Flemington, which we had attached to our home, um, which my husband, again, built that for me. Um, he's my high school sweetheart, by the way. Very so he's handy. a huge supporter in everything that I do. So he built that for me. And then we just kept talking that I was just doing this by myself and I was working around the clock, but loved it. And because I had his support, I was able to do that and still be you know, with my family and all of that. And then this house became available here in Quakertown, New Jersey, which is Pittstown on Quakertown Road, um, which I, we've lived all our life. And it was right next to where my, like I said, my salon was in the beginning, which was funny. And I called the realtor and then found out with the township because it was a, a retail space. Um, so I opened up the studio and I was allowed to do that because it was one-on-one -on -one and it wasn't group fitness. So I was allowed to do that. Um, I continued to work by myself up until 2015. So from 2003 to 2015, I built it um, that way. And then I wanted to bring on people. So I brought on one trainer, then I had two trainers and I had three trainers, kind of felt all that out. And now I'm my dream team, Devin and Eric, who work with me. Um, they are really awesome at what they do. And they're all about the vision of really helping people, you know, head to toe, like I am, um, 
I try to just let them fly because they're very talented at what they do. Um, but I am the nutritionist, so I do take over that part as, as well as, you know, business management and all of that. So um, I had a tenant when I bought this house that was upstairs. So we just had the ground floor, um, which we currently do all the training on. And there's been a couple of years from probably 2018 to 2021 um, that I was just trying, spinning my wheels of what to do with the upstairs space. I had our, you know, a renter in there, I had people live there. Um, I was moving all of our retail space because we sell supplements here and clothing and jewelry and tea and lifestyle stuff um, to maybe put that on one floor. Then I put our offices up there. So I really pivot a lot and change. You know, I try things and if they're not working, I move them. Um, so now um, the goal is to, to, we just put in an infrared sauna upstairs. So we're doing that. Um, we're going to be doing red light therapy. I'm looking to rent space up there. So to hire a massage therapist um, and really just be in the full wellness realm. Um, that's just the dream to do that. There's you. Uh, there's no stopping you. I think once you get any any <laughs> bit of momentum. So, man, there's there's a lot to unpack there. But I want to make sure we're as efficient with with time as possible. One of the things that we I always want to make sure that I have a solid hold on is training methodologies and in logistics. So you, you and anybody who works under you strictly one on one. You had right. mentioned that at one point you were able to open where you did because um, because you were one-on-one. -on -one, so that worked out for zoning, but Correct. what are the other reasons why one-on-one -on -one is the way that you've been and stayed? And have yeah. you ever been tempted to, to go away from that? Yeah, that's a big part that I actually left out. So while I was transitioning, um, for those two years, I actually even went to gyms. I worked for free, I swept floors. People looked at me like I was crazy. You're in your forties, you're on your own business, you're going places. I go, I wanna just learn. I love to learn from people and see the background in that. Um, and through my competitive career um, as a figure competitor, I really was feeling like the missing thing was really truly being in a private space. You know, there's, there's personal training where they're really kind of small group, honestly, and they're strangers together. And mm -hmm. I just find I can re we can help people more when we learn a, a lot about each other and our lifestyles. You know, you have somebody who could sometimes I even say here, sometimes we're picking up a weight and sometimes we're pulling up a couch because we're trying to help people with mental health as well. And so if they can unpack things at, while we're training at the same time, or even if we have to stop training to be able to help to do that, then that's what we're going to do. And I really want an environment like that. And so I quickly stop people because whenever they ask me what I do and I say, you know, I own a, even though I say private personal training, they go, what group classes do you teach? I'm like, we don't teach group classes. And there's, and I love that for people and our clients go to group classes, but that's not what we're about because there's so many of those. And like now it's even, you know, it's just, you know, it's everywhere. And I want people to just know that there's also a place to come where we're taking, we're trying to take care of everything. We're trying to help you not only, I don't want people to just work out. I want them to change their life. I want their mindset to be different. I want them to feel better. You know, lots of times when I'm talking to my team, you know, we find, you know, somebody comes in, you know, broken 
and they leave saying they're so glad they came. They not only got a great workout in, they feel better and more productive and they give that to us as well. You know, we were trying to give our gifts to each other. And that is the environment that I've been always trying to create and stay with. And even though there's been times I've hired people that come in and they want to teach group once or twice, we've done that with boot camps and things like that. They're just not popular here because people there say, no, I just want to come for the personal training here. That's what you guys do. And so we're like in separate doors. So then when COVID happened and every gym, all the gyms were shutting down, we did have to shut down for just a small amount of time. And there's two reasons why. Well, first of all, you know, the great thing was we quickly just went on Zoom and FaceTime calls. And I literally put weights, barbells, everything outside in my driveway for clients to come pick up. So we didn't lose the community because we knew that connection was so important for a lot of them. And because the way my space is designed, I'm really kind of set up is called a retail space because I have three entrances and three exits. So there's only three of us that work here. So with each one one-on-one, -on -one, there's only six people in the building at a time. And they could get in and out here without ever seeing each other if they wanted to. And then there's days that they're we're passing through. So we were able to do that. And I realized that's the thing that people love. And sometimes they come in the front door and they do walk through maybe a room and then they go, oh, I got to use the back door next time. But they don't mind. They get to see other people. So um, I was looking for it for myself. And then when I looked at gyms, I just thought that was too much for me. And the one thing that I promised myself I wasn't going to do after having a big salon is I didn't want to be big in people so much. I wanted to be big in services and what I could provide. You know, I lead everything front comes from passion and heart first for us. And the money just follows after that. That's the most important thing to me is to just not be looking at, you know, dollars for sale in a book or how many people we built a community where they're standing appointments and we build on them. And then we, we fill in the gaps with new people coming in. So, you know, I still have people that started with me back in 2003 that are still my clients today. And like I told you, they're still paying that price. And because I locked them into that, but what happened, they just became a referral funnels for me. And then what they'd end up doing is then adding on services. You know, they'll pick up more with nutrition with me. They'll add on more sessions per week. And then, you know, and it just kind of goes from there. So, and then that's how the packages that we design in the studio came to be with doing like small business Saturday promotions and things like that, where we can, people can buy multiple, they can buy, purchase for a year at a great discount, it could be 30 to 35% off you know, it has enabled me to do that. And most currently, anybody that pays by check rather than credit card because overhead and the recession's upon us here and everything's more expensive, if they pay me by check, I don't raise the price. Uh, they, they can stay at the price that they are. And I never would have to do that, you know, because that takes some fees away from me as, as overhead for a business owner. Yeah, there's, I can see a lot of, a lot of upside in the way that you do things. And I want to hit that, but I have to, I want to put myself yeah. in the audience shoes. You've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Is there, is there a huge difference in the prices that you were charging, that you're charging some of your old clients? Like, is it half of what you charge now? Is it? No. So what changed was I used to do one hour appointments. Okay. And we're 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that helped with that. So I used to, because when I was by myself, 
people would come for an hour because we were consulting. We'd be talking nutrition. They'd be purchasing supplements. I was doing the whole thing with each person that was coming through the door to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So I needed an hour to accomplish all those things. And then I started to separate them into separate things. Now, nutrition would be separate. When I talk nutrition, I'm not talking about a pamphlet or just talking nutrition. That comes with any session. You want to talk? And a lot of people, I'm like, take advantage of me. If you can work out and talk at the same time, let's do it, right? Let's do that. But those then became add-on services. And then the actual training became shorter. So it's not really a financial hit. It's more like a retooling of how you present right. it. Reinventing the wheel a little bit. Yes. Right. So it's not like 20 years ago you were charging, or, or maybe, let me rephrase this. It's not like, it, let's say I'm making up a number. So if you're here listening, don't, yeah. don't contact Beth Ann thinking you're getting these prices. But let's say you were charging $20 an hour 20 years ago and you were get, people were getting everything from you equivalently now they'd be getting they'd be paying twenty dollars for half an hour and everything else becomes a la carte correct correct so but as now, you filter in new clients that's yes. just the way it is and for old people they their service changed a little bit but the dollar amount maybe didn't change correct. but since i've moved here in this location since 2013 and everything became a la carte whoever mm -hmm. came here in 2013 mm -hmm. is still paying that price though of training okay but they have added on because they've referred a lot of people to me almost all those people are there the referral funnel i call them like the power of five if you have five people each one of my trainers started with five people and they all became the referral funnel and all of them you know train three times a week you perform a lot of magic that way it's a great way to build because you get raving fans that way it's one of my favorite uh, business books, Raving Fans. It's a it? short, yeah. short, short book, but a great read. Yes, I love that book. phrase because it's it's so much different than having a customer, like having a, a raving fan. But um, when did you, did you switch to 30 minutes in 2013? Um, no, 20, that's 2017, they all became. We have a few that still do an hour because we need an hour with them, but mostly everyone is, everybody's on the half hour. And that's been, yeah, the last six, seven years. Got it. We were able okay. to see more people because, you know, there's only the three of us. It allowed us to see more people and then seeing more people also brings more people. Yeah, I think- We half get busy hour. right away, you know? And, okay. and a good point to bring up is now too, like even though we're not a gym and I don't charge membership fee, mm -hmm. um, they can come in and warm up on a treadmill. They can, you know what I mean? Or use it after they sign it out, you know, because we like to keep things clean and we want to know who's on things, but they have the, they have the option to do things like that, you know, or go in or in, a, in another room or place, you know, warming up, doing mobility work. They're allowed in the studio earlier, but when they get with us and we, and we love it because we show people how effective we are doing 30 minutes, you know, with them. And like I said, each person. So the work for us, though, is still an hour, to be honest, because we, after each per the client leaves, we're building on their next, based on the results of what happened, what we're going to do on their next workout. So there's that office time required by the trainers and myself, you know, to keep up with that, keep track of what session they're on and what we want to progress to the next time. Um, 
but you know, we're talking about, you know, they, you know, supplements or if they're tacking on nutrition, we're setting up appointments for that. So there's all those other things that work out nicely. Yeah. And I think to that point, you, it's a half an hour, but then a half an hour work. But if you're doing hour sessions, that work doesn't go away. You can't do it if it's in there. Right. So, so you're still conserving. I think it's, um, and I also conserve because I may, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a good no, point okay. to help our viewers that with business is I took them also off of the commission realm. They are salary based. So that way they are also getting paid for that office time and it allows them to do better record keeping, be a bit more thorough with what they need to do and get and give back more because it's not, you know, where you're thinking that that's what I meant by dollars for sale. I don't want anybody working that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So even if somebody canceled last minute, there's projects and things that we are working on that they get to, they get to do and things that I used to do before, like sometimes we'll do challenges. We'll put a theme behind them to just get, you know, change things up quarterly. Mm -hmm. You know, my team does that now. I used to do all that. So I'm like, just tell me the theme, the background. We talk about it. We throw around some great ideas and we, you know, go with it, you know, whether it's a beach theme and we kind of just, you know, decorate the studio, do some fun things. And then I sometimes will write, type up eBooks or things like that in nutrition to go with the challenges that we're doing. So I think they're getting a lot of value for a little bit. And I want to keep my prices down because it helps us actually thrive in a strange way. Because if I, if things were too, it could be higher. If they were higher, honestly, I'd be working by myself again. To, that, that's really what it comes down to. If I have to yeah. raise my prices, and then I have less people and yet everybody still wants to make more money. It's kind of a slippery slope. I'm trying to just keep it more balanced that way. Yeah. And having had a, um, a colossal, you know, 40 people to manage for one person like that, that monster just requires to be fed all the time. And it's, it's mental energy. It's, it's time. It's money. It was all emotional and mental energy at that point. Yeah. Right. So even, yeah, you find that balance and where it is. And I just want to make sure I heard this right. So your two other trainers, they're set straight salaried. There's no commission. There's nothing. They just, they get a weekly pay or bi-weekly. Now they are straight salary. So I based it on what they were making. Right. They, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they get paid vacations, time off, personal days. It just makes it nicer. Because then I'm like, oh, we don't have anybody. And then there were, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, especially because there's some people that don't want the business part. They don't want to market themselves. They don't want to be out selling, you know? So Absolutely. I try to, and the nutrition part helps because if I get somebody on board with nutrition and because we can still do, we still do FaceTime and Zoom with some people, even in the studio, we could have mm-hmm. a live person and then go to them. It enables us to talk to, I could say, even if the person was in Germany is now training here through the phone. So it's enabled them to build that way, which is good. Yeah. And you make a good point in that most trainers don't want to do marketing and sales. And I have this conversation all the time and people say, I wish my trainers would do marketing and sales. And I have to tell them that if you have a trainer that's good at marketing and sales, they're probably going to leave you and go run their own business. That's one of the reasons a lot of trainers like working for somebody. Yeah, they don't, right you know, all the evil of the big box gym who takes half of your pay and all that stuff, but they're also doing all the marketing and sales for you in most cases. So there's a value in in it. So you figured it out. Like you said, this is what they would be making anyway. I'm going to lower the stress. You take it upon yourself. I know you said you haven't done much, if any, 
marketing. So well, marketing outside of, so I market right. what's happening in here for sure. Right. So yeah. you're not, you don't have like a, a big marketing machine. You get a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referral, but you still have to have the sales conversations with people. You still do all the onboarding uh, I, and then yes. you're just handing them clients and saying, uh, Hey, I'm like, here you go. Correct. Right. Yeah. Because I set up marketing for the year myself. I mm -hmm. love to do that. We put it on a calendar. We meet what's going to happen this quarter, this quarter, this quarter. And now it's just telling our clients about it, getting more people in. And then, yeah, I, I figured I it used to get me upset. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be kinder about those things. Now I can't be going back to old school because I'm, I'm a brick and mortar entrepreneur bootstraps up, built everything, not now everything, you can find anything, pamphlets, guidelines, anywhere. When I started, I had to create it all myself. So I'm just sort of going to go back in time a little bit that way. Right. But you're leveraging the the technology, the things that Correct. are available to you to, you know, like Zoom, like, Correct. you know, different, different things like that. So one of the things you mentioned a couple of times that I'm going to say 80 plus percentage of the trainers and, and owners that I talk to absolutely hate and don't want anything to do with that you seem to embrace is supplements. So Correct. there are some, some big things that most people tell me about them. And I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll have some great answers to this. So the complaints that I hear the most are, um, there's not a lot of margin in them. I have to invest to keep a lot of inventory because I got to have every flavor of everything for people. And I spend all this time to sell something to someone once and then they go buy it at GNC or Amazon yep. afterwards. So I feel like you probably have good answers for all of those and then above and beyond. So I don't even care if you plug the brand. I'm curious, what do you use and how do you make it work to the fact that you actually like having it in your business? Okay. So first of all, I'm brand loyal when I find something. I don't, when I say supplements, I don't have like nine things for people to pick through in here. So I pick businesses that I've used and love and used for a while before I bring them in. So that's number one. So the, and I have, two phases of that. So I do whole food supplementation, which really is it's food, all food based to supplement with, which helps people nutritionally to fill in the gaps or to add to. We do not sell supplements to sell supplements. So remember, we take each person in front of us. Not everybody needs them, right? And we don't use them to like not do other things, right? You don't just take a pill or drink something and expect things to happen. So it's always segued into what we're doing. So if you're training for this, this might help you or it comes up in a conversation. So I have two, just two lines, a vegan, organic, all food approach, and then you know, a regular supplement line that I've been using for over 20 years myself. Okay, so my okay. organic line over here is also a, another business for me. It's a product that I found back in 2020 and I, I mean, 2019, loved it, reached out to a company. And the funny part was it was right before a COVID hit. And I, I just thought this is what I need for nutrition. So, you know, people who don't eat vegetables, things like that, that I have something that I just love and would use myself and I can bring it into my studio. But I also then can give them my link to get the same discount, but then the company pays me money. I'm going to do that. That worked out great. So I have that. The struggle with the other line that I carry, right, is because I work with people all over, I still recommend their products, but they're not buying it for me in my studio. 
they're buying it directly and I get nothing from it. But again, remember I told you I work from passion, right? So I like, well, you, I'm just happy you're using something that works for you. And I just think it's good to just mention something if you know that it works for somebody. It became difficult during COVID because I lost that income because now people were going on Amazon, things like that. Now, again, I had the Purian brand. So I decided to work with that brand. And I, during that time when everyone was overeating, over drinking, all of that did a challenge and all in this, this will really, you'll really think I'm crazy, but <laughs> I talked to my trainers about it and they were still going to get paid, but all they had to do was they purchased the kit, which is really going to help them with food. They're going to still eat food, but they're going to have all these goodness to put greens into their body and nutrition into their body to get them back on track by purchasing the kit. They got 15, each person, 15 free personal training sessions. Wow. So it allowed them to work, you know, four to six weeks personal training with us. You know, we were doing all of it on zoom and online by just purchasing the kit. So that would help them going in. So that cost me thousands and thousands of dollars to give that away, but it was important to me. And they learned about another product that it used, you know, and it just was better for me because I knew I was getting them back in a better place. So if it got them, you know, eating better, drinking less alcohol and feeling better about themselves, it was a great way. And so that at that same time, I was doing, you know, free coaching with nutrition, really trying to help people do that at the same time. That's how much they mean to me, you know, just to try to, and in turn, like I said, I also said to them, I'm going to create this package, you know, to help get my trainers back in the studio. They were willing to pause what they've already previous purchased to purchase this new package. So they knew that as soon as that package was over, they just jumped back into their old package and it brought income back into the studio. And, you know, the whole time, you know, they, I was able to still pay my employees during COVID, even if they only worked 15 hours, they still work, they still got paid their full amount. It was just a way to create, how can we change this and make it better? It wasn't, a, it wasn't about making money at all at that time. You know, it was really about just keeping the business together and us together so that when we did open, we'd be, we could thrive. So we learned a lot from that and now do the, you know, continue to do Zoom, FaceTime and in-person. So many different things going on there. Um, one of the things just like rattling around in my brain is I know experience helps, but mm -hmm. There's a, an element of creativity. Um, I think this could be required. Like you do a lot of out of the box thinking. Mm -hmm. If nobody's ever told you that before, I'd be shocked. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not the typical um, business owner in this path. So where do you get inspiration from? Is it mentorship? Is it, you know, are you part of, of business groups? Is it just your wild imagination? Like where does it come from? Where do your where do you feel like your best ideas have come from over the years? Because clearly you've pivoted a bunch of times, you've changed entire businesses, you're you're adding things on. You're I don't want to say reinventing because you know who you are and what you're doing at its core. Yeah. But you're always aware of here are these other opportunities and finding the things that it seems like you're happy with. I I think you know there are things you could do, right? You could not give discounts or you could raise people's prices and probably have just as many clients, but it's, it's what's in integrity and passion for you. So where do you get this stuff from? And the other side of that is going to be, 
do you have people seeking you out or do you mentor other people ever because of this? Yes. So they're great questions. Big so, long question. I'm sorry, but there was a no, lot. No, no, I, I, I told you I have a lot to unpack. <laughs> okay. So I actually am a big reader um, since I was a teenager, just a short nippet. When I was 15, my dad passed away and I kind of pretty much was on my own, even though I had siblings, they were all older than me. And I was, it was just a really difficult time in my life. You know, I was 15 years old and reading and books really helped me. And I discovered that I was really all about more reading books on, um, you know, real life situations and personal development. And so today I am still doing that. Um, I constantly am reading a book. I go to seminars all the time on business and it really helps to, um, I'm sorry about the phone ringing. Um, segue to my um, Tony Robbins became a fan of mine when I was 17 years old, and still have gone to you know unleash the power within. Personally, developing myself first, right? That then would help me in in business. Um, but I always have a book in my hand. I've gone to fitness business summits, and again, a lots of times they gear towards group fitness or franchisees. And I love to just learn from people, but still stay true to who I am and of what I've always thought it should be, even if I thought, well, maybe I should just go do that. You know, I, I like to lead more than follow and not in a hierarchy kind of a way. Just, I just like to just listen to people and things that make me tick. And I want to stay passionate about that. And then I also have to remind myself, which I do through my two trainers, because they're younger than me, one's in their 20s, one's in their 30s. You know, they're at a whole different time. You know, everything's social media, Instagram. And we post and we do things like that. And I'm trying to get better about that. But I'm not a digital service. I mean, I can be, but I want to stay brick and mortar. Um, so definitely I am personal development. I am reading always four books at a time. Holy cow. I just love to, you know, I'll highlight things. I just, it just brings me juice and podcasts. I listen to them all the time. I, instead of, if I'm doing my training, I'm listening to a podcast, not listening to music. If I'm walking, I'm listening to a podcast or I record things. And then I just feed my mind with that. It's just important to me. But when I was younger, when I was going through that in my life as a teenager, you know, I also witnessed, you know, my parents had businesses, they were in restaurant businesses, but they went bankrupt. We lost our home. Oh, wow. And so I learned that I have to keep my finger on everything at all times, the pulse on that. It's probably why I don't hire out people to help me with those things mm -hmm. because I just, for me, I have to know. And so with COVID, you know, we have to use our phones a lot and there's a lot of texting. And I'm often saying to my staff, you know, that's the hard part for me, letting go of that. Cause you heard my phone ringing here. Usually everybody be calling and leaving messages if they had to cancel reschedule. Now it's all done through the trainers because if they're on, FaceTime with them or Zoom, it's just easier. They have their phone number to text them. So I kind of feel like I lose that sometimes. Um, so they remind me that, you know, things have changed, times have changed, you know, and I step back and then I don't make that a requirement anymore because I know that that's important. So going to school all the time, I'm always, you know, going to a class, things like that online, whatever I can learn, I want to learn. And same thing when I got the infrared sauna, I put just a like a sauna in my little studio that I have in my home and used it for a year and red light therapy and all of that. And now, you know, immersed in baths, I did back in 2004, you know, when you got in the ice baths and all that's coming back now. We used to do all these things before, but everything just got better. 
So I just want to cap on that, but that's where I get my juice from. I just am from people, but the mentoring part I'll touch on real quick. I do do that now. I actually, um, just find small people that want to do small businesses. It started out as something I actually did for free. I came on as a guest speaker for a few groups and it developed into, you know, other businesses just wanting, it doesn't even have to be fitness, but I think the energy that we brought each other is just helping younger entrepreneurs and even people now my age, which is my most favorite or 40s, 50s, 60s, because I'm going to go, be going into 60 soon. Um, they're reinventing their lives. So I think that brings them inspiration when they see somebody who's, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm 58 now and you know, I body build, I reinvent it, or change the trajectory of what I want to do, but kind of staying in the same realm, which you touched on. Um, and sometimes I'll change things. I can probably drive my staff crazy because I'm cheap, but if something's not working, I have to shift it. I have to move it. I have to change it. And even in the studio, I'll move things around and keep things fresh, change things, bring in new things just to keep things, especially because we have a lot of the same clients, you know, they come repeat. So I want to freshen things up for them. You uh, And I that, get inspiration from everyone, but that's, that's, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sort of, I don't want to, we only have a couple minutes left, left okay. but as you went through that, there's off the air, there, there's somebody that I want to introduce you to that I think you'll be able to have a great conversation with. Um, one of my, one of my friends and favorite business minds, but, um, we only have a few minutes left. So I want to open this up to you kind of open floor, open forum, any big lessons that you've learned, anything that you want to share with the audience, anything that you want to put out there. I mean, we could probably go for hours and not scratch the surface, but anything burning, like what's at the top of your list of of things that we haven't covered that you'd like to get out there to our audience, best practices, words of wisdom, inspiration, anything like that. The best words of wisdom, let's say, well, first of all, definitely to not always try to be perfect, but to always be progressing. So if we're working on something, stop not, not doing it and at least start doing it and be progressing forward, right? Because otherwise we're hamstering and wheel going backwards. Um, and to always be adaptable to whatever the change is. Being uncomfortable is, the, is where I feel the best. When I'm nervous about something, even today coming on to talk to you, I thought, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to tell my story. You're going to ask me questions. If I have to script something or do a PowerPoint, it's exhausting to me. I think it, for, for most of us to share our gifts in this format or to each other every day, to get another layer of someone to get to know people, even if it's somebody that you're standing in the grocery line with, you always can pick up off of somebody and it will lift your heart. And if you use your heart in business in the smart way, you have to use your head financially, but if you lead with your heart and passion, always money will follow. You can really develop a career in anything that you do. You know, you could be bagging groceries and be the most amazing human being on the planet. And that is your gift. And it, money doesn't matter to you because you have that gift. Do you know what I mean? Like that is kind of how I lead. But to be thriving in a business, I have to be adaptable and uncomfortable. And I want that for my clients. If I hand them a weight and they say, I can't do that, I go, oh, you may not be able to do that today, but you will do it, right? So to oh, and, you know, suggest to be adaptable, be uncomfortable, and have great discipline in everything that you do. Awesome. Well, I guess... I'm not going to be able to top that. So I'm, I'm not going to try. We are just about at the end of our time here. 
Um, give us your website, social media, anywhere that we might be able to find out more about you before we have to let you go. Sure. It's so um, the website is www.inspiringbodies.com. Facebook, we're at Inspiring Bodies. So it's spelled I-N-S-P-I-R-I-N-G-B-O-D-I-E-S. And on Instagram, Inspiring Bodies PT is our handle. You can find us all three of those. And of course, call our studio at 908-323-2582. Awesome. Well, I hate that we have to end this, Beth Ann, but I really appreciate you being on with us. Dropped a lot of wisdom. I, I can't thank you more. Thank you enough, I guess, for spending some time with us today. I wish you continued success. I will not wish you good luck because I don't think you need it. I think hard work and, and a lot of uh, a lot of preparation put you in the position where you are, are now. So thank you again for being here with us. I really just genuinely appreciate your time. Thank you, Dom, for letting me rattle on and share. I appreciate it so much. I had a great I, time. I loved it. Been the best hour of my day. And to our listeners, hopefully this wasn't an hour of your day, but we ran a little long. We probably um, long format podcast today, but we hope you enjoyed it, found inspiration found uh, a little bit of entertainment in our banter here. Hope you'll tune in for more. Hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Corey Action Jackson of Action MMA. What's going on, Corey? How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. It's a beautiful day to uh, have uh, my very first podcast with uh, Gym Lords and uh, JJ. Yes, there we go. Look, we're excited to have you on here. And yeah. uh, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Action MMA, um, first, Tell us a little bit how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Um, well, I would describe our business short form, uh, kind of like a restaurant. You come down, you tell us what you want, and we serve it up. Um, what made me kind of want this is uh, it's been a sport that um, I've always wanted to walk through the door when I was younger and never did because too busy with all kinds of other things as a young uh, teenager uh, with distractions and what have you. Um, to uh, walk through a gym finally about 15 years ago was a great thing for me and uh, it changed my, my whole world. Um, so I figured, um, you know, I've been coaching uh, all my life hockey. 
um, this could be uh, something that I know that other people are going to need. Um, so I decided um, to start Action School Fitness and Arts. Gotcha. 20, uh, 2009. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and how many members are you guys at currently? Uh, currently, I think we're about 45, 50 right now. And uh, we used to be only a uh, fight club uh, six years ago uh, when we started in um, North Bay. Um, that was just taking over a place that was actually we could call our own because uh, we would, you know, work out out of uh, basements, um, you know, the YMCA's, you know, I had a barn that we all used to go in and get to be crazy and be a whole bunch of animals with each other you know what I mean um yeah. but uh we this place we called home uh in North Bay and we're able to uh you know somehow make the rent as just fighters um but they all moved on as they grew older uh and you know the coach always stays back with the ship kind of captain style and uh I I have rebuilt um, with new breed, new athletes, uh, uh, new core, uh, and same system. So um, gotcha. uh, now we are uh, full-time hours. Um, we're, you know, have uh, multiple classes in effect uh, as we add um, 2,000 square feet to our facility um, that is already has 2,000 square feet. So we're pretty excited. Um, strategically, it's been, you know, a, a poverty kind of uh, uh, steps, very, very, very slow steps, sacrificing steps, uh, loss of steps at times, um, you know, over pandemic. Um, so to stand and fight, uh, last long and go the distance. Um, action uh, School Fitness and Arts takes uh, a lot of pride in, uh, uh, in its patch and uh, representing the north side of Canada. Yeah, 100%. And so I'll use myself as an avatar here, right? So if I came into Action MMA and I, I wanted to get started, right, what would I have to pay to get started? And what would I have to pay to maintain my membership to, you know, be a member? Well, nowadays, uh, you know, we know what it's like uh, to have commitment um, to uh, not know if something's going to change on you upon that commitment. So um, we're very flexible. Um, your first class is free, depending whatever class you want to try out, schedule it. Boom, we book you in, you know, sign the little paperwork and you know, uh, hopefully uh, what you uh, experienced is what we have to offer. Um, no commitments. We've got uh, a menu schedule for uh, once a week. Um, you know, it's like uh, for a month, you get four classes, like $75 plus tax, you know, twice a week is like $96, you know, three times a week. And now this isn't just one class or, or is particular class. You'd be able to come three times a week, for example, $115 plus tax. Uh, you can come to BJJ. You can come to one class uh, judo, and you can come to one class uh, beginners kickboxing or MMA classes. So, so again, we made it a menu, and you come in, and it's what you want restaurant. You tell us what you want. You send that e-transfer, and that tells us that you're committed, that you're ready to dive into the 
to the oceans of action MMA and um, swim freely and breathe calm and, uh, you know, live life uh, accordingly as it's being thrown at you. You know, clubs are uh, uh, very powerful places where people take pride in their temple um, or know what's best for their temple. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, exactly what you said. And we said earlier, too, that it is also a home. You know, I think when you can call your gym a home, I think that's the biggest takeaway, right? Because you're building that community. And, you know, it really is a stretch of home. Because right after you go from – I always say work is more of a home than your actual home because you're there more often than not, right? And then so you're going right. to be more often, too, is going to be your gym. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that's awesome, man. And so, you know, on the topic of clients here – how do you guys go about finding new clients typically? Uh, how do we go about it? Um, well, word of mouth is a big thing. Um, as I know that, as I used to be a contractor of 35 years, um, so word of mouth is huge. Uh, I've never really um, put too much into advertising, but uh, as a businessman, uh, I'm understanding and learning uh, as we grow. Um, that advertising is some things that, you know, so you do need to put out to get back. It's kind of like, you know, um, you know, uh, putting yourself in an awkward position, but learning from it. And then really, did you lose anything out of that besides it just being awkward? Or did you gain um, knowledge and experience on uh, throwing something out there um, that you try to keep close to your home? Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And um, if, let's say, traffic was never a concern and you had unlimited traffic, how many clients could you hypothetically handle? Like, what would be that max number total? Um, through uh, probably, I don't know. Um, I would really have to give you a guess on this one. Um, I'm not so much the number person, but I've been the one that's been watching it go from, um, you know, uh, zero to a hundred, uh, very quickly, um, as we start advertising and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to say a hundred people, um, max 150, and that's taking it slow. Uh, I would say not because I've watched other clubs go from 25 members to 300 in four years or three years. Sorry. Um, so, you know, uh, I've watched numbers. I've been around clubs. I'm with clubs affiliated, you know, and very good friends with some of these owners. So, um, you know, there's some high numbers and some, some, some figures as a businessman um, that um, also tantalizes my drive to um, support um, the club um, to maintain uh, to have a backup plan um, system and and um, not really draw from my personal account um, like I have uh, to um, to maintain to a mortgage and our rent. Um, gotcha. yeah. I, we have a moment because I had two businesses in the pandemic. My social insurance number showed that I was making money with Action Home Renovations. So, which made me no good for any type of funding. So I had to go and work double the time and double the hours to pay my mortgage 
to pay my monthly fees for my 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 lease and also put food in my fridge for my household family. So uh, very, very hard times. Um, so, you know, again, you know, I, I love that you're doing this at uh, JJ. Um, you know, the, the, everybody's got a story and not everybody gets to uh, say it or, 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 or share it. Um, and again, without uh, the gym lords and, and podcasts and people like you, you know, um, we wouldn't be able to do so. Um, you know, I come from a background where I've had nothing. You know, people might look at me now, but I've done time and time is what it's all about. It's the only thing that we all have in common. And for the time that we were locked down or shut down uh, or put down, um, uh, it, it was a very hard time for everybody, right? Um, so, you know, taking things to another level, you know, small is the new big as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, positive, uh, healthy, clean environment and atmosphere, if you can produce that and be very consistent, um, to answer that question in a long form, um, that's how we uh, uh, will build our, 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 our business and our club uh, with the system that, that I have uh, revolving around me as an owner and a, a coach. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I appreciate you being so honest and so transparent on air. You know, I feel like a lot of people oftentimes, you know, even if it is a platform to do so, uh, uh, typically aren't, you know, because some people get a little timid, a little shy, whatever it may be. But I, I do appreciate the honesty and transparency. And I, I think the listeners do as well. Um, and I think that's, uh, and then for you to overcome all that stuff and still be here, regardless of the adversity. I mean, seriously, Corey, like big, 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 big props or big kudos, whatever you want to say to yourself, because not everybody made it through, you know, and that's no. the honest, the sad truth. Um, but yeah, look, we're here and we're having some fun. <laughs> that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to move forward. Um, you know, the clock doesn't stop for nobody, right? So, you know, as it ticks and as it talks, we got to keep on walking, right? We got to keep on talking. We got to keep on moving, keep on grooving, you know, level you down, right? Um, you know, stay positive and, 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 uh, don't stop because, you know, the diamond is on the other side or, you know, the what you want or whatever you're looking for is right after you not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And so uh, let's take a step back from clients, right? Let's talk about the lead. So if somebody was interested in joining, right. And let's say I came in and I'm like, Hey, I saw you guys were working with one of my buddies. I'm ready to join you know, but talk to me about pricings, this, that, da, da, da. walk me through the client journey, right? So going through that sales process to then being onboarded as a client. What does that look like for you guys? Um, sorry for the pause. I'm looking for the proper way to say this uh, no and, and, and break it down. But um, a lot of people, they reach out on our business page, Action uh, MMA business page on Facebook. Um, and we send them, you know, the, the, the stuff that they need to know information prices and all that. Um, but a lot of people come through the door for the first class because they hear from the friend that the first class is free, or we tell them on our business 
page that first class is free with all the other information that we give them. And once they walk through the door, which is the hardest thing for anybody to do, um, we tell them welcome. And um, you're no longer a beginner once you've walked through the door. But the energy that they're feeling and how clean they see the place, how systematic everything is, um, respect and discipline, um, you know, welcoming energy and what have you, uh, they just, they just keep coming back. So uh, again, you know, I, I think I'm the salesman, I'm the promoter of it, you know, I'm the manager, you know, I have my partner in front in, uh, she's been with me for 28 years. Um, you know, what we have right now with a website and all that. And again, like I said, I'm not tech savvy. I'm 51 years old. You know, I don't even really know this stuff. You know, I'm the hands-on person. Um, so some of those answers are hard for me to troll. Um, but the, the people that have been with me are, 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 are fathering my grandchildren now, uh, are uh, helping coach, and they're now professional athletes. Uh, MMA fighters. Um, so uh, the name uh, Action MMA um, is really selling itself. Uh, so I don't know, like, you know, to answer that question, it's hard. Um, I, 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 people are just starting to come through the door and I'm there consistently. I'm there every day. I live 45, actually now I move, I live off grid. I'm now an hour away. So I drive an hour to go there daily. So, you know, there's, uh, there's costs and fuel. Uh, I you know there's just, I know it's a mixed answer, um, but to get the clients out there is, is just be consistent, right? Um, have a name, build a name, Make sure that the name is good and clean uh, and, and um, elite, you know, uh, legit, sorry, would be the, the word. Um, so I don't know. Sorry, JJ, it's hard to answer oh, that question. No, it's totally fine. Totally fine. You, you did answer it. So it's totally fine there. There's no right yeah. or wrong answer. It's not here, brother. Um, yeah. And so I will say this too. I like asking this question because I think it kind of, it kind of turns the table and lets you kind of self-reflect on yourself. And I think um, for you to kind of almost interview yourself in a sense, right. And kind of just give yourself your, your honest opinion here. So, you know, in business, and it's a little bit of a longer question. So if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know. Yeah. Um, in business and especially the fitness and in, uh, the fitness industry and gym industry, um, there's about three pillars of business that we use pretty predominantly. That's going to be your, your marketing, which is your lead generation, your client acquisition, which is, acquiring the client after them being interested or your sales. So marketing sales, and then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. You know, uh, of those three pillars, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Um, marketing was number one, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's where we're at. Um, the other one was number two, sorry? Was sales, like your client acquisition. And then the last one was retention and ascension. Mm -hmm. So keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you. Mm -hmm. That is exactly where we're at. And again, I'm, I'm uh, more of the hands-on. I just 
the people are coming um and and uh, but i have somebody in the starting all of this app um my my partner um looks over the town of uh of Mattawa. um so she's very familiar with numbers um and your partner is your boss kind of thing if you want yeah. to say so um i've been looking at it this way my job is to um show figures show numbers to be able to maintain to uh expand and um you know a business plan so i all of these things i've actually passed um with flying colors right some things in this business plan say for example to uh have um uh, labeled bags customized gloves custom hands like we have all of that so um we're ready to explode um waiting on a couple of last little uh agreements to happen uh for us to 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 share the the huge news uh, of the facility um you know so um marketing huge 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 uh it can will uh and and i know has to improve in order for um number two and number three uh to to climb to follow that steps and stages without skipping any pages uh we've been taking a long time getting to where we are and two and a half years ago is where we wanted where we are where we are now we wanted to be two and a half years ago so if you would ask me this question now and I was able to start two and a half years ago, I'd be able to answer about marketing. I'd be able to answer about the next event. I'll be able to, you know? So for me, again, it's new for me, exciting experience. Um, you know, um, I'm looking forward to uh, all of these uh, steps and stages that, that, that we're talking about now uh, to help grow uh, the sport and uh, the knowledge and understanding on uh, how much uh, mixed martial arts or gyms in general uh, help people and save their lives. Yeah, 100%. And, and let me ask one more question for you, Corey, before we sign out here. You know, what's yeah. the, the bigger picture for you guys? What's the overarching goals? Like, what, what do you guys want to accomplish? Um, that uh, Action MMA is... Uh, got a patch that will stay forever and uh be a part of my family because my grandchildren are uh being raised in it so uh and knowing that uh it's not just a name but it's also uh the word help yeah i love and that's it. what we're here for and that's what we're here for okay well Corey, i think this is a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode uh unfortunately I, because i could talk no, to you I all love day it. <laughs> i thank you you know, oh, thank uh, you. And, and yeah. we will talk again. Yeah, Corey, no, for sure. And and before we sign out here, you know, let the people know, shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have, man. Where can people find out more about Action MMA? Yeah, well, if you go on Facebook, Action School of Fitness and Arts, apostrophe S on Actions, um, be a friend and uh, you'll be in on all the action. Um, action MMA dot 
CA um, for our Instagram. I'm pretty sure that would be. And uh, if you can't uh, find us there, then look up if you want action, call jackson.ca. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the logo. If you want action, call Jackson. And uh, JJ, keep up the good work. I really appreciate you having us. And uh, it was a pleasure. For sure. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, Thanks to everyone who tuned in today. Don't forget, yeah. if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to join us and talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the bio, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.